The Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. You know who makes it. Coffee? Tea? Take off! Welcome back, everyone, to StadiaCast, episode 36. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Lloyd, how's your morning going, man? Going pretty good. It's going to be a long day, uh, but it has started out well, which makes everything easier. All right. Well, before we get started, why don't you tell everyone why your day is going to be so long? So maybe we can get some help over there. Sure. Yeah, I'm doing a uh, an eight hour charity stream. I'm the producer for it. So I'm just I'm doing the, the the buttons i'm not doing the on-screen stuff for a really great uh charity stream uh it's over on the defunct land uh, youtube channel youtube.com slash defunct land it's um he, they they do a uh, a disney um flavored stream over there and there's a, a bunch of a bunch of really great youtubers are up together got together with the uh, give kids the world village um which is basically uh, um, a resort uh that brings terminally ill kids to disney and helps them have have really fun times. So we're going to be doing some uh, some really great stuff over there, uh, starting at four four p.m. Eastern uh, all the way to midnight Eastern. So there's going to be raffles. There's going to be uh, book. There's going to be just a crazy amount of things with the end goal to raise a bunch of money for sick kids, uh, which is uh, probably the the best type of charity that you can get behind. So I'm really awesome. I really I'm just. It's such an awesome thing, and I'm really happy to be involved for a second year in a row. They raised a, a lot of money last year, and they're hoping to make more this year to uh, to help out all the sick kids. And, and the the time that it starts is when again? Just so you know, so everybody knows. 4 p.m. Eastern today. So if you're hearing this not on Sunday the 15th, uh, then then you you missed it. But you can go watch the the VOD uh, that's going to be uploaded on the Defunct Land uh, YouTube channel. Awesome. Uh, you know what? You're awesome for doing that. That's great. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, all right. Let's get started with the show. Before we get started, um, if you want to directly support StadiaCast, your source for all the Stadia news that you're looking for, you can join us here live uh, and use the Super Chat feature to help support. It really does help. It also makes sure that we see your message so that we can reply. Usually there's hundreds of people here and chat goes by pretty fast. It's hard for us to to read it all, especially when I'm pushing all these buttons and Lloyd and I are talking about stuff and trying to look at the camera and, and things like that. So it really does help us uh, see your message. Uh, we'll also be sure to respond to each and every uh, super chat on the second half of the show. You can also become a member here by clicking the join button down below the video. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash StadiaCast. And uh, let's, let's get started. I... You know, now that it's out and now that we have uh, the ability to play games and stuff, we start with what have we been playing? So, Lloyd, why don't you tell us all what games have you been playing on Stadia? I've had almost no time for gaming this week, unfortunately, but I did manage to get in and play some Destiny 2. Uh, The new season's out. Uh, I I touched a little bit of that content. Uh, I finished the main storyline because I hadn't finished the final battle. Uh, And then I started the Curse of Osiris stuff. it's it's really nice to have a game that is just like uh, you want a snack. So you go grab like a handful of chips from from the cupboard and eat the chips. And then it's like, oh, that was a good snack. And then you go about your day. And that's what Disney Destiny 2 has been for me, where I can just pop in. 
I can do a couple strikes. I can do a couple um, just whatever challenges I have. I can pick up some dailies or I can take on some of the story missions and make my way through it. I've been having such a blast playing that. So uh, it, it's it really is a great game to be included with Stadia um, with the premiere edition and um, and, and given people basically all the content that is out there because there is just just a wealth of content that is in that game since it's been out for a few years already. So that's mainly what I've been playing, except for maybe 30 minutes of Dark Dark Siders, um, just making my way through that a little bit more. What's your favorite stuff in Destiny 2? For me, it's the Gambit, which is the PvE PvP mode. I have so much fun when I jump into there, but what what's your favorite part of the game? I like uh, I like going on the just strikes, um, doing like a mini mission with a lot of enemies to kill, sometimes with people that join me, but oftentimes not. Um, that's been a lot of fun. I, I have not done a gambit once. Um, I've played the crucible a few times, but I still have yet to, to to gambit. So I need to I need to go gambit a little bit, I think, because a lot of people are saying that that's a lot of fun. It is really cool. Basically, the, the basics are um, they will have uh, three different locations where enemies can't have a chance to spawn so they'll say okay they're all over at location a and then um you know you and your your fire team go over and you start fighting the enemy over at location a and as you kill them they drop these things called moats there's like these little triangle things you pick those up and you go to the center spot which is like equidistant from all of the three locations where the enemy spawn and you can deposit those moats. And if you deposit those moats in groups of five, what it does is it locks the enemy's depo- uh, deposition area. So uh, they have to kill a monster before they can deposit their moats. Okay. And then every once in a while, a portal will open up, which then one of your team can go through and go and try and you have a certain number of uh, seconds to try and kill an enemy. Um, but, and, uh, you know, if they die, they lose the moats that they're carrying, uh, which is really cool. There's a high risk reward system because if you care, if you deposit 15 moats at a time, you summon a big monster for the enemy to fight. You summon five, it's a small, and then obviously 10 is a medium. It's super, super fun. And then, um, there's like a score at the top that you have to fill up. And once that's full, you summon like a super monster and the first, the first team to kill that monster wins or at the end of the clock, whoever has done the most damage to it wins. It's really, really fun and super addictive. I, uh, every time I log in and start playing, um, gambit, I usually get sucked in for an extended period of time because they, that, that mode is just so cool and really unique. I feel like I don't feel like there's other shooters that have that style of PVP, it's interesting. It's it's almost like they're they're mixing like a Dota Dota stuff and RTS stuff and first person shooter stuff all together with like a capture the flag kind of mechanic. That sounds really interesting. I'm gonna have to jump into that uh, the next time that I jump into the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's all you've been playing is just Destiny Two when you get a chance. Pretty much. Uh, just one one thing. Grant Fuller in the chat room says we're broken down in our car. Can you give my son a shout out? His name is Harry. Hello, Harry. That sucks, Grant. Hopefully you get uh, you, you get home safe and it's not too cold where you are right now. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, just, you know, if he helps you change the tire and the hubcap goes <laughs> flying, don't let him say that word. Uh, okay. Um, for those of you who don't, haven't watched The Christmas Story, they don't know what I'm talking Amazing. about. But uh, I don't know who you people are anyway. 
I watched the Christmas story. It's a great movie. All right. Um, uh, I've been playing, uh, guilt. I finished it yesterday. Um, nice. I, I kind of have been, I feel like I've been overextending myself, uh, with all of the different content creation that I've been doing. So yesterday, well, for, for my Nintendo switch show, it was doing four days a week. I said, no, nah, I'm going to bring it down to three days a week, mostly because there's, there hasn't been a bunch of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I brought it down to three days a week. And yesterday, I didn't create a single piece of content, and it felt really good. So I, I sat down, and I played Guilt, and I didn't have any guilt about playing it <laughs> because I wasn't making something uh, to put on a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever or a stream, and it was just really fun. And uh, I finished it, and I, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's really awesome, and I'm going to – I will eventually – do a video where I talk about like a more of a spoilery thoughts about the game. I don't like to say review because then people are like, uh, they ask you if they should buy it or they wonder what your score is. And that's not the kind of thing that I do. I don't give games scores. Uh, I don't recommend whether or not people should buy it, you know, just hear what I think about the game and make that decision for yourself. But guilt is fantastic. It's so much fun and I I have to say, there were many times. Well, maybe not many times. There were there were more than a few times where I genuinely got scared. Like uh, most of those were jump scare kind of things. Sure. Um, but overall, the the tone of the game is so eerie and creepy, and the enemies that you are going up against keep getting creepier and creepier uh especially uh the 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 thing that happens the the ones that start showing up about halfway through the game those are the ones that are the worst as far as the creepiness for me i love this game and uh i think that overall it was really really good my one gripe about it is that the cutscenes are like this uh, what do they call it when when like they're making a movie and they draw out what the movie scenes are going to look like? I can't remember what that is. Do you know, Lloyd? When they do storyboards, you mean? Storyboards, yes. So thank you. Uh, so this kind of looks like storyboards, the, the cut scenes do. And I'm not a fan, mostly because it just completely takes me out of what it was already. Like they obviously can do all of this in engine. And the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's a cool artistic decision. But as I get further in the game and saw more of them, I was like, this would have been more impactful if I could, you know, if they could see the animation on their faces and stuff like that. And, uh, there's a couple of cool things that I did notice that I thought were really interesting. Uh, about the color green, and that's all that I'm going to say. But anyway, I think that Guilt is a fantastic game, and uh, I, I I had so much fun with it. So I also played a little bit of Darksiders today. I'm about half, or uh, yesterday, I'm about halfway through it. I'm on Chapter 7, I think, and I just unlocked the arenas, which is super cool. Basically, you go into the arena... Mm. And they send waves of enemies after you and you just have to survive for as long as possible. And then at the end, you get a bunch of loot, which then you can use to make your characters more powerful. And I don't know if I wasn't paying close enough attention, 
but apparently I had unlocked some, I don't know what it was, some, some ability that allowed me to hold L1 and push R2, and it transforms me into, like, this hulking monster, and oh, I'm able to dang. just, like, nail, like, just destroy for a short period of time, and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know when that happened. Like I, I was just playing and I looked up at the corner of the screen and it was like, it was told me to push those buttons. So I pushed them and sure enough, I started and, and, uh, each character wrath and, uh, or no war and strife, they both have their own, which is pretty cool. I'm having a blast with that game and I can't wait to get back to it. Now that I've got guilt done, I can move on and, and play these other things. And so, uh, Darksiders is next on my list of things to try and finish. And if you're, if you guys haven't been following me for a long time, you know, I don't finish games. So that says a lot about guilt. Um, Darksiders, nice. I'm going to try and finish. And then I want to get Tomb Raider or I want to play uh, Tomb Raider, which we got free this month. And here's my question to you, Lloyd. Did you get the the deal that was uh, announced this week where you can get Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, for like $24? Yeah, I picked that up. Just I, I haven't played Shadow of the Tomb Raider on any other console, and it's always been on my list to pick up for like Black Friday or Boxing Day. Um, so now I don't have to. I got... I got a deal, a better deal buying it on Stadia than I did any of this any of the sales that are on right now to get it in store. So I picked that up. Um, I haven't played it yet though, um, so that's just in my library to play over the holidays. Hopefully, um, at least dip my toes into it. I've played the original Tomb Raider multiple times. I've played um, the second one. Sh Sh no, I can't remember what it is. Um, anyway, I, I played the second one twice. Um, I started on one console, finished it on another. And then this one I'll be playing full on on Stadia. So I'm pretty excited to to jump into that one because I've heard it's a, a really good uh, Tomb Raider game. I've heard it's like one of the best looking games on Stadia as well. And I mm -hmm. haven't bought it because I haven't finished the first one and I never played the second one. So buying the third one now, I'm like, I don't know. But God, it's such a good deal. 24 bucks for that game. And mm -hmm. all of the DLC as well. That's just, it's really, really a compelling idea. <laughs> and it's really hard for me to say no to. And and you know what? You you click buy and you're playing it in 15 seconds, Bill. <laughs> stop, stop, <laughs> stop. All right, uh, Lloyd, uh, let's, let's move on from what we've been playing and let's talk about the news. Uh, starting with Red Dead is getting an update, which sounds cool. Uh, mm -hmm. but it's getting its update. It's called Moonshiners. Uh, it, in, it is now available on other platforms, but not available yet on Stadia. And a lot of people think that they're, that this is the end of the world. Um, no, it's not. It's not the end of the world. It's not that <laughs> big of a deal. Uh, but overall, uh, where does it say this? It says Moonshiners is available now on Red Dead Online for PS4, Xbox One, and PC and coming to Google Stadia later this month. And people, I don't under, I don't understand why people are so upset about this. It's coming this month, later this month. This is December. There are literally only two weeks left. You can't wait two weeks. Like, I, I'm, I'm having trouble <laughs> understanding the rage that is we, can, we can't have access to it on the same day as other platforms. Lloyd, what do you think about this? Um, I, I mean, I understand part of the like, you're, you're, 
you're not giving us what what we expect. I, I get some of that anger. I I don't understand the hate that that is coming um, Rockstar's way for it because it is. It's only a couple of weeks. It's not like it's uh, in in January or sorry in uh, July. You'll be playing this this update on Stadia. It's just a couple of weeks. Like it's a new platform. It's not unheard of for. Um, when there's multiple platforms for one to take a little bit longer. I mean, we do Nintendo podcasts, the switch repeatedly will get stuff after other platforms. And then we'll be charged full price six months later for a game that's been out forever. Um, it, it, it doesn't personally bother me, but I, I kind of understand some of the hate just because Stadia has always um, come out and said, 4k 60 games are instantly patched you're gonna get all your stuff you don't have to wait and now it's like well you're, you're forcing me to wait two weeks i don't have to download it but i still have to wait to get that content so i understand a little tiny bit of of the anger but come on people let's let's not complain over just a small small uh delay to get those patches all right um this content. just this just came in from uh darren did a super chat thank you very much for the support darren uh darren did a super works. chat it works beautifully it's so cool so uh why don't you read that to him uh sure so uh darren slinsky uh writes in with a super chat do you guys know about the gmail screenshot trick go to gmail create a new email click the insert photo button and your screenshots from stadia are there so i did that i went into my gmail i hit new new message and uh, I click the uh, insert photo button uh, on the bottom of that little window. And immediately the first images that are there are all my Stadia screenshots, which is fantastic, which makes me wonder if I can just access them through Google Photos. But I'm assuming not because I, they're not showing up for me. Yeah, I don't know how this works. Or, and then you can even click like um, on the bottom of the picture. You can click like original size or inline and stuff and you can see mm -hmm. what it looks like. But Okay, that's really cool. I wonder how long before Google says, oh, that's not intended. We need to shut this down, and I just put it on the wrong camera. Uh, that's not intended. We need to shut this down. But it's really cool that that works, and I hope that very – well, okay. I'm, I'm of two minds on this. First off, I don't want these screenshots infiltrating – my google photos like i don't like my photos are for pictures of my family and uh mm -hmm. oftentimes my cats and and you know just pictures that i take on my phone i don't want my screenshots and stuff filling that up not that i'm worried about like the storage space because i i pay for google one or whatever like that so i have like a ridiculous amount of storage space for pictures i don't want the mixing um, and, and that, that would be irritating to say the least. That being said, we look, we need an easy way to access them because right now on my phone, I go into the Google, the Google Stadia app. And then once I go in there, if I look at my, uh, my pictures, if you scroll all the way down, you can look at your captures mm -hmm. and, you know, we've talked about this on the, on the show before, like uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see here's a screenshot uh, or, oh no, that's a video. Um, here's a screenshot. No, that's another video. I'm trying to find a screenshot. Uh, here's a screenshot of Darksiders 2. I can't rotate it sideways. There's no share button. There's nothing that I can do with it. And that's just mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous that, that, that those buttons aren't just built into the app already. <laughs> like, um, I don't know a lot about software engineering, but I'm pretty sure 
that share sheets on iOS, and I'm sure it works the same way on uh, Google, just using a, a different one. But share sheets is like an API where you just you call it and say hit this button and then activate this API, and then yep. Apple has already done the work and Google has already done the work on Android. So all you have to do is call it. So why they haven't included this stuff is beyond me. What do you think, Lloyd? Yeah, it is. It is really weird. Like use the share sheets. I know they're using, uh, they're, they're using a, um, a, a, an easy app development platform to make the same app on both Android and iOS. So maybe that uh, middleware that they're using doesn't have the ability to pop up a share sheet. Maybe they're they're writing that into it. Yeah, um, Alan, perfect flutter. Uh, that's what it's called. Um, maybe that needs to be added to it, or maybe Google needs to write that little plugin so that works. Um, but yeah, there should be a way to get at it. And the fact that I'm I'm in my Google Photos right now, and none of that stuff is showing up at all. Like it's just it's my Google Photos is actually pretty pretty empty. Um, compared to all the stuff that is showing up in Gmail. So I think all that stuff is coming from like um, all the stuff that was on um, a Google Plus or something. Uh, I think that's, I recognize some of the those images from like the Google Plus. So where are those being stored? Like <laughs> there's just so much, Google has so much data on every single person that's been using it. Like I've used Gmail since beta and I've used all their products since launch. So there's like so much stuff there. Um, that it has just been there forever. And I'm like, where is all this stuff coming from? It's just, I don't know, it's so weird, but it would be nice if we could uh, get better tools to extract those things. I agree, I agree. And hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. It seems like such a simple thing and it feels incomplete when you don't have the simple things. I can understand the stuff that's hard. I, yep. Like something like this, I feel like that's kind of simple. It should just work. Anyway, um, <laughs> the the best part is I can now extract all the amazing, great images from when Destiny is booting up and I somehow <laughs> hit the capture button. <laughs> I can get all those downloaded and I'm just so happy right now. Well, OK, so as I was playing through Guilt, um, I was <laughs> holding down the capture button in order to capture the like uh, those scary moments um, because I, I didn't have OBS running. I was playing it in the other room on my TV and I was like, oh, well maybe I want to make a video and I can do like the, the, the X number of times that guilt scared the hell out of me and I could screenshot it. And I don't know what those, what those are like. I haven't looked at them. I just captured them. So maybe, maybe it's awesome, but here's the thing when they announced um, when they announced Google Stadia, one of the things that they said is we're doing two two instances of, of your stream, one stream that's coming to you and in whatever version you particularly want. Maybe it's 1080p, maybe it's 720p, maybe it's 4K, whatever it is. And then another one that is like ultimate quality going to uh, to being saved on YouTube, which we haven't seen that yet now. If we have these in our phones, I'm assuming that these these clips are uh, pretty pretty decent quality. And for me to be able to grab a 30 second video and share that out to Twitter would be great marketing for Stadia, uh, yep. and it would be us doing the marketing for them. And so th this seems to be something I think this needs to be something that happens pretty soon. Random noob in chat is saying the video captures are 1440p WebM files. Fair enough. Hmm. All right. So they're not 4K. Um, 
I, I wonder if random if that depends on the game though. Like maybe because I, I know that that Tomb Raider, right? No, not, oh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is the one that you couldn't think of before. But Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, I know that that's supposed to be four K six. Am I right about that, Lloyd? Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure if it is four K. I I remember reading that it was four K. I could be wrong. I I have the memory of a goldfish. So. Uh, <laughs> If that's 4K, then I assume that the captures are also 4K, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, I, I find that to be very interesting, and a uh, big thank you to Darren Selinski for letting us know about that. That's awesome. Uh, you you want to hit this next one, Lloyd? Uh, sure, yeah, let's do that. So um, the Game Awards happened. Um, Google had been talking a lot about the Game Awards um, that um, that they're going to have some stuff there. And uh, I watched the whole Game Award event, and the only thing that I saw was a couple commercials, which were great. Those commercials are funny. Um, uh, we got we got a tweet from uh, some people that's uh, saying that the the one dude, the, the magical dude with the long, with the big hair, uh, we should put him on our tree as, as the angel. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. He's, he's very angelic. I should put him on my tree. But... Um, Stadia really uh, was kind of a no-show, even though they were a sponsor of the event. Um, then we found out that um, uh, that the Game Awards was being broad broadcast um, online on a bunch of different streaming things. You can get it on like Spike TV or whatever it is. Um, but also they had a partnership to bring this to movie theaters. So if you were um, uh, if if you went to one of the Cinemark theaters that was playing uh, the Game Awards, it was a double feature for twenty dollars. You got to watch the Game Awards, and then you got to watch Jumanji, the new Jumanji movie. But everybody that went to those uh, across um, what was it forty or fifty three um, different theaters, everyone that was there that paid their twenty dollars got a free stadia um uh, code so you would basically go to google you'd redeem it and you'd get a premiere edition sent to you for free plus a really nice stadia pin um so stadia was there um but they were just there as a sponsor and a way to get more stadia out there into the world really weird that that was the way they did it i fully anticipated that they would have a trailer with the stadia logo on it in fact, uh, the Doom Eternal trailer had no Stadia logo on it. Um, so that led to a bunch of speculation online. It's like, oh, my God, is it not coming to Stadia? It, it, has that been delayed? Like, what's happening? Then Bethesda releases a video um, right after the Game Awards that has a Stadia logo there again. So confusing, so weird. I'm not sure what's happening here, but just some more weirdness and confusion around Stadia as a brand, I guess. What do you think the reason is that the Stadia logo was not on the Doom on the Game Awards thing, but then I, tweeted out immediately after the Game Awards, it was included there? Like, what is the reasoning for that? Maybe they got um, assets, they got the wrong assets sent out or something. Like, maybe it's something as simple as that, because it's not like there wasn't other PC logos um, on the Game Awards. I, I, I'm sure I saw Steam, and I heard people talk about steam i believe like i don't think it's just a console thing it's um, definitely not just a console thing because jeff Keeley, uh he, like they had their the game awards something right. where you could play a bunch of steam On games steam. yeah that's so where they were talking about yeah. steam like crazy for sure yeah i don't know man it's just so weird like it, I, I first when i saw that i'm like 
oh, so Doom Eternal's not coming to Stadia now? Like, it, it was delayed on Switch. Maybe it's delayed on Stadia. Maybe that's what's happening. Um, but turns out maybe not. Or maybe still, we don't know. I don't know, man. It's just really confusing. And it just, uh, the only thing that's been, um, the only regular thing about Stadia is confusion in marketing <laughs> and messaging, right? So there's always some weird messaging issue. And I, I don't fault anybody at Stadia, really. Um, there's PR, there's um, team leads, there's all these people that get involved. There's um, partners that they're working with that maybe get the messaging a little bit wrong. But it just seems like that is the the one sure thing. It's like death taxes and confusing messaging from, from the, 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 all the Stadia stuff that's coming out. So hopefully over... 2020 uh, Google can really kind of rein that in and cinch that up a little bit to make sure that they have one messaging um, one line of messaging not random people on Twitter giving wrong information not weird things like what happened at the game awards hopefully that stuff can be brought in and 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 focus a little bit more um, because yeah there's there's some issues there you know Darren Pogue in chat says because they're responding to our, our question as to why it's not there, why the logo wasn't on the Doom thing. And Darren says, because game developers are not seeing Stadia as relevant. Sadly, I think this is the reason. And I, I have to disagree with you, Darren. I think that game developers are, are definitely going to be seeing Stadia as relevant. They can see the writing on the wall where this is a thing where you can go and to the Stadia store buy a game without having any upfront cost, which removes the friction from the, the that purchase and makes it much easier for people to jump right in. And I'm sure that publishers are seeing that. My guess as to, and, and a lot of people are saying human error maybe, but my guess is that it's neither of those things. My guess is that this stuff is planned out so far ahead of time that they just don't want to change things after the fact. So my guess is that, you know, they start working on the game awards in January and they, they work on them all year and they probably had these spots in the spots that they have. And is it possible to say, okay, let's replace this video with this one? Absolutely. I'm sure it is. Is it worth the time and effort that it takes to do that? Maybe not, especially if it's going to be something that is not going to be like, hey, and you can play it right now. Although I will say this, that is what I was hoping to hear from Stadia. Like maybe not like a brand new game, but you know, there's a lot of people looking forward to playing Borderlands 3. So I thought maybe, um, maybe Borderlands 3 would do an ad and they'd say, and you can play it right now on Stadia. And uh, then here's the link and everybody could play it right then. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then one last thing is that Jason Curtis says, excuse me, I think them giving away premiere editions is a bit of a kick in the teeth to those that paid 120, 100, or I'm sorry, 130 pounds I'm dollars um, as Stadia isn't a month old yet. I don't agree with that. I, no. I bought it because I wanted it. And... Yeah them giving it away for free as a, as a surprise to somebody else does not take anything away from me. I still got yeah. the thing that I paid for and wanted. It's like the, the week after the the switch launched, um, the Ellen show gave a, did a giveaway for everybody in the audience. They got a new Nintendo switch. It didn't make me feel like I wasted my money because other people got it for free. So yeah, I, I fully don't agree with that as well. 
All right. Um, Google changed something on the Stadia store. They had uh, they had some some. Oh, you know what? You know what we should do, Lloyd. We should top stop and take a break and hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we've got a couple more things to talk about and perhaps a buddy code for Lloyd to give away. Maybe watch if you don't if you don't have Stadia uh, uh, any Stadia yet get get that app loaded and get ready to punch in a buddy pass that might be uh, might be dropping in chat really soon. The Atari video computer system is twenty cartridges with thirteen hundred game variations. You play on your own TV set. <laughs> All right, we're back. I love those old commercials. Uh, okay, Lloyd, uh, you um, Google changed the Stadia store slightly so. Earlier this week, they they showed off two ads, or not ads, but uh, two sales. Uh, one was the one that we talked about already, where you get Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, just Tomb Raider three. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> a stupid thing. You get Tomb Raider three for twenty four bucks, all the DLC included, and then the other thing was Mortal Kombat, the combat combatant. Uh, DLC or something. It has like Joker and stuff like that in it. And that was also listed. If you went into the app and on, under store under Stadia pro deals, uh, you could click see all and it had two, two deals underneath Stadia pro deals. And now there is only one. And people were like, hold on. Did that, um, did that sale end already for Mortal Kombat? And they <laughs> it did not, because if you look in the store for Mortal Kombat, you can still see it under there. But basically what's happening is that Google is hiding DLC from the pro deals list. And I think that this is a good idea because a lot mm-hmm. of people were looking at that and they were saying, oh, wait a second, I'm getting Mortal Kombat for this price. And sure, you could argue that perhaps that person should read more carefully. Um, sure. But at the same time, I can understand why somebody might think that and then be upset or disappointed when they find out that they just bought DLC for a game that they don't have. Although I'm going to assume, I didn't try, but I'm going to assume that if somebody just tries to buy DLC for a game that they don't own, that the store will stop them and say, um, you also have to buy this if you want to use that. Um, does that make sense, Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so. It would, it would be nice if they, um, I mean, I mean, the store is very new and they still have a lot of work to do. It'd be nice if, um, there was like, uh, games, games for pro and, and DLC for pro or something or add-ons for pro. And there was a, a way to look at all that stuff as well, because it, it, that might force or not force that might encourage someone to buy, a game that they were maybe on the fence about if they know that the one piece of DLC that they want is on sale as well. So that would be really nice to have that there. But like you said, having it front and center could be confusing whether people should, we should force people to read because we don't do that enough or not. Um, it, it, that's a, that's a conversation for another day, but um, having it somewhere would be really nice. I agree. Um, Darksiders Genesis got a patch. I didn't even know that there were problems with it. Although there is one person in our Discord who said that they are stuck on Chapter 2 and they can't start Chapter 3 and they can't figure out what to do. And I'm just not really sure. I think it's Jack who's often here in chat with us. And um, I felt that way at 1.2. And all I had to do is make sure that I talked to the right person. There, There's like mm. three or four people 
that are in like the hub world where you have to go and talk to them in order to move things forward. And the game does a very bad job pointing you in the right direction. So I understand if Jack is stuck, if it is Jack, if I'm remembering correctly, but I understand if he's stuck. I don't think it's a bug with the game, though. I think it's just operator error, and I ran into exactly the same problem and actually stopped playing at one point. Like, I was playing, and I was like, I'm confused. I'm just going to shut it off for now. I'll come back to it later. And then when I came back with fresh eyes, it made sense. Well, I don't want to say it made sense, but I wandered around long enough until I came across the person that I was trying to come across. But Darksiders Genesis got a new patch. Um, Of course, we didn't have to download it. Yay, Stadia. Uh, (laughs) But uh, the developers posted this on the official uh, subreddit uh, for Stadia, which is, you know, hey, I think that, you know, Grace and Chris from Google are doing a great job as moderators, but it's weird that... They didn't really talk about this, uh, but that's okay. So we got we got the Darksiders Genesis patch number one, and they said, hey, I'll just wanted to uh, share that the first pack patch is live. It has fixes for creature cores and mission unlocks. I'm still struggling with understanding creature cores because I keep picking up these giant green spheres and thinking, okay, that's another creature core, and I go into my creature core list. It's not there. I can't find it. So I'm confused about that. It said menu keys are now rebindable. All right, cool. Um, This is a PC-only patch note. Controller type direction with button art has already working on Stadia. Oh, okay, that's that's not us. So uh, fixed mouse controls were not working for Arena tutorial. So, Lloyd, you said that when you tried this game, you played it on a mouse and keyboard. Yep. Does that... terrible. Well... Is it? Do you think that this this thing fixes that, or is it no, something else? Because I never played it with a keyboard. I never got to the arena, so I haven't been to the arena oh, yet. Okay. So that wouldn't that wouldn't be the one. But yeah, the, like mouse and keyboard works. It's just since the game is always um, isometric at an angle, you're always hitting W and D or A, oh, a and right. W to walk forward. So it's just it's super cumbersome, especially since every other power that you have is on a key somewhere else on the keyboard, and you're hitting two keys to move. And then you have to hit another key. It makes it kind of almost impossible to uh, to control. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, you told me about that before, but I just, I forgot because, you know, goldfish memory. Um, <laughs> passive health regeneration enabled in multiplayer. Red bar health begins regenerating six seconds after taking damage. So for those of you that don't know, you've got, a, you've got your health bar. And when you take damage, it, it goes like your health bar obviously goes down. But then you have like this small section of red health. And that section will start filling back up. This is something I didn't quite understand before. And it makes the game a lot easier is after you've taken a bunch of uh, damage, switch from war to strife or from strife to war, depending on who you're playing with. And um, then they will start passively regenerating health in the background while you're fighting with the other character. However, keep in mind, it is ungodly slow. Like it is very, very slow. And I also would recommend you go out there and get these. There's an upgrade that you can get in Darksiders, and I can't remember what they call it, but basically when you're picking up health globes, if you're full health you can, and you pick up enough of them, it will turn those into a potion. So then you can use that potion to stay alive down the road, which is very, very helpful. I think that this game is really hard. 
Um, and I'm playing on like the medium setting. I can't imagine playing on the, the hard setting because things just do so much damage to you. And there's some things that I feel like are almost unavoidable, although I seem like I'm getting a little bit better at it. Uh, it's like these these imps that show up and they cast a fireball and the fireball starts to follow you around the area. And uh, if, you do, if you dash at the exact last second, then you'll avoid it, but you got to get the timing right. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they also fixed a blocker on level 15. If you died after defeating a boss, I don't know what a blocker is, but okay. They fixed progress behind being blocked if the cutscene videos failed to play on level 1 or level 12. And actually, I want to talk about the cutscenes in Darksiders 2 as well. Sometimes those cutscenes, which they look like early stage animatics, <laughs> yeah. they they look really framey. And I was like, why am I am I dropping frames or something? But it only happens during a cutscene. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason is because those cutscenes, I'm guessing, are shot at 24 frames per second. And then they're sending them to us on a 60 frames per second uh, stream. And that's right. why it looks so weird. I'm just I'm just guessing that because somebody had said something about that. I was like, oh, maybe that's the reason. Anyway, it, it looks really like the cutscenes are when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's just it's so weird looking. But it's not enough to make me not play the game because that game is so awesome. And the cutscenes. I have to say, I don't care about the story. And there's going to be people who are like, Bill, you got to play this. You got to read all the stuff. I, 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 in the quest text, I've been <laughs> pressing A real fast because I just don't care. It's it's a fun game, but I don't care about the story. Uh, Lloyd, anything to add to this? Uh, no, no. It's just, it's it's cool that we are getting patch notes. Uh, it'd be nice if, that, if there was a way that that was built into the game. Like, uh, that's always something that I've loved about PlayStation. So a new patch comes out for a game. And you can bring up you bring up a menu over the game icon and you can see what the latest update brought to the game. And I've always loved that. And I, I wish that every system started doing that. Like when the switch launched, I was hopeful that that was a thing and it's not. It'd be nice if there was some way to bring that up in in UI on Stadia as well, just to see what the latest patch patch notes were because they've always they always change stuff and they can't always communicate it um nicely putting it in the official stadia reddit is is a good way to go about it i guess if you can't have it in game uh, but it'd be really nice if there was some way in the in the user interface that we could bring up patch notes like they do on the playstation 4 so while i was talking about patch notes lloyd was dropping a buddy pass into chat and if you got it make sure that you let us know how it is however keep in mind if you got it it doesn't actually fully claim it until you put in your credit card information. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody told me that the other day because I gave one out on Twitter, uh, which Lloyd and I have been doing. We've been we've been using our Twitter accounts to to share these out as well. I'm at Run Jump Stomp. He's at Dasme. Uh, so follow us on Twitter so that you can maybe get access to those. But somebody was like, "I got it," and then about ten minutes later, they were like, "No," because they stopped <laughs> to tweet that they had got it. And then somebody else put in their credit card information first. So be careful out there. <laughs> I know that they were probably pretty upset and, and sad about that. And I felt bad for them. All right. You ready for crowd yeah. play, Lloyd? Uh, I, I am. Uh, one really interesting thing came in. Uh, CMR Senol in the chat room said, uh, check the post in uh, your, your Stadia um, Discord. Uh, something about achievements. So I went over to your Discord, Bill, Run Jump Stomp. 
And um, one of the most recent posts is about if you do a Google takeout now to get your data, there's now achievement data uh, that comes up uh, in a just a, a, a text file. So you can see things for like Destiny 2, acquire each Warlock subclass, progress 100%, um, progress 0% in a flash, complete a flashpoint on Earth, Titan, Nessus, and Io. Um, so it looks like achievements are now starting to get written to the data servers uh, that we can take out. But then that also means that they're available for Google to start using um, some sort of user interface to pop those up on screen or have them browsable while you're in game. So that's a, a really cool step in the right direction. Absolutely. And actually, when I talked to John about this, I, you know, one of the things that people were asking, because myself, I could not care less about achievements, even a little like I just don't care if they ever come. But I know that there's a lot of people that are excited for them because when I asked, what do you want me to ask John? I had a bunch of people send me emails <laughs> and tweet at me and say, ask about achievements, ask about achievements. I had post, I had uh, posted a thing to the official subreddit saying, what do you want people? What do you, what do you want me to ask about? And the top one was ask about achievements. So I did ask him about achievements and he said, uh, it's been in there from the start. They are, they already have been, they've been collecting this data since mm -hmm. day one and eventually down the line, they're going to click a button, show us the UI, and we'll get all of our achievements at once. And I think he called it like a mega ultimate super achievement or something like that. Uh, like they'll all come <laughs> in at the same time, which reminds oh me God. of when I was playing World of Warcraft, or actually after a long break from World of Warcraft, and I logged in on um, on an old character there were all of these achievements that I had gotten like before they were achievements like hit level 60 or do this or, you know, get a mount. <laughs> and this is before achievements were in World of Warcraft. So I logged in and immediately like it spammed my guild with uh, Jaster earned <laughs> this, Jaster earned that, Jaster earned that. And people are like, what in the hell is happening? And it's because I had logged in after a very long time. So I got all of them at once. And that's what's going to happen to us as well. There was a, there was a game on PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and Vita called uh, Sound Shapes. And it was cross-play and cross-progression. And it had a platinum. So if you got the platinum on PlayStation 4 and then opened it on the PS3, it would it would proceed to unlock all the achievements because you've already beat it on PlayStation 4. So you could get three Platinums for the cost of one game because you could buy it once and play it across all three platforms. And you could also get a Platinum in a minute and 20 seconds because that's how long it took to display all those achievement pop-ups. Um, so if you were someone that that tracked your your game time for how long it took you to get achievements on or how, how, how long it took you to get a Platinum on average, opening both of those games just completely destroyed it because that totally set off your average because there's no other game that you could get a platinum in a minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> Lloyd, you you were a, a trophy hunter and an achievement hunter yeah. in the past, right? Yes, I I was a big big trophy hunter. I I was I was buying games solely because it was an easy platinum to get my platinum count up and um I I stopped um, recently, about a year ago, I guess, um, or I, well, I stopped about three years ago. Um, but then I've still been getting like the odd one, like if there's an easy one to get, I would have I would drop in and do it. Um, but I've completely kicked that habit. I don't even worry about that stuff anymore. So what was it 
about achievements because I, I personally, I don't understand at all. Like my brain is not wired the right way to care about this. So what about achievements did you find so appealing? I have a collector's mentality. So if I buy one thing from a set, I want to have all the things from a set because the set's not complete until you have all the things. Um, and that's been that's been a sickness that I've had my whole entire life where I get a thing and I want to have all the things. Like all the way down to when I was a kid, double bubble bubble gum, you know how they had the little comics inside of it and they had like little numbers in the corner? Yeah. It's like, it's like I want to collect all the double bubble comics. So I would trade with friends and try to get the whole set, which is impossible to do because there isn't all the numbers or at least they're not all printed anymore. Um, so like from when I was a kid till, till recently, I would be the guy that would want to collect everything. Um, and that was kind of what I wanted to do on, on with, with I was a, I was an achievement hunter first cause I was a, a big 360 player. And then I mostly switched over to PlayStation three and PlayStation four. Um, and then I found a website called PSN profiles where you could go there and it actually would query and pull in that data and you'd have a nice little card that you could put for like a signature on a message board or you could uh, compare with your friends and then that made that made the gamification of my games even more gamified because then i could compare with other people and and rush like when i got a uh, a review copy for disney infinity i was the third person to get a platinum and i was so upset that i wasn't the first person tracked to get that platinum um so yeah there was uh, a, a lot of a, a lot of reasons why i was a i was a hunter for achievements and trophies Thankfully, I've kicked that habit, and uh, I don't see Stadia adding it um, is going to get me back back on the wagon or off the wagon. I don't know how <laughs> that how that goes. Uh, whatever the wagon thing is, I don't think uh, achievements or or trophies or whatever they, they want to call it in Stadia is going to get me back doing that. But uh, but yeah, I, I had it I had it bad for a while there. Uh, congratulations to Alan Navarro who got the buddy pass. Uh, get in there, start playing games. Uh oh, we just he he was so happy that Alan got. The buddy passed that he just quit. So now it's just me until Lloyd comes back. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, we have, uh, we have. Uh, oh, okay, I can I can hear you, but I can't see you, Lloyd. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. This is a, a nice little bug that I've seen recently where um, um, Discord will just randomly quit. It'll just crash for no reason. Can you turn? So oh, I'm there we go. My camera. He's back. Uh, sorry, guys. That's that's really weird. I'm trying to figure out what is exactly causing that. It's like he never left. Anyway, congrats, Alan. And thank you for letting us know that you got the code. Um, we've given out lots of codes and then we never, ever hear back. So we're like, we're, we're like did nobody figure out what the number was? Anyway, uh, thank you very much. All right. So real quick, uh, whenever we uh, finish up the show, we always move on and we talk about what we call crowd play, which is, you know, we respond to what you want us to talk about. We kind of went long today, so I don't know if we're going to be talking for too long with this stuff. Uh, first off, I want to thank Darren again for their super chat for letting us know about uh, the Gmail trick. Uh, I also want to thank Ahmed M and Sukotronic for their super chats as well. Yesterday, I tweeted out uh, at Google Stadia fans, what do you want Dazmi and I to discuss on the next episode of StadiaCast? Reply to this tweet and let us know. Then watch the show live tomorrow. And uh, we got a bunch of different answers, and uh, it's awesome that you guys are engaged over there. So make sure you're following at RunJumpStomp and at Dazmi and at StadiaCast so that you can find out all about all of this stuff. Anthony Talcott said, it stinks that Stadia didn't showcase their service. However, there were probably... 
However, they were probably scared about getting booed by hardware fans in front of so many viewers. Do you think they made the right call? I talked extensively about this on a video that you can go back and and, and uh, watch on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StadiaCast. Lloyd, what is your thoughts about, Did they, like, do you think that they would have gotten booed? I, I don't think so. I, I, re- I really, like, the, the hate online has died down. It, it was really cool to hate on um, Stadia for a while um, to get the, your your YouTube clicks. And then once once all those clicks and, and views started slowing down, uh, the people that make the, oh, my God, I'm so outraged videos on YouTube kind of moved on to whatever the next um, target of their, um, of their uh, I don't know, fan bases or rabid fan bases. Um, I, I don't see a lot of hate um, on on online now about Stadia. Uh, if anything, it's like, oh, it's just bound to fail, bound to fail. That's that's all people are saying. It's not super aggressive anymore like it was. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think there would have been any booze. Um, if anything, this would have been the great place to show it because everyone that is there is a gamer and they want to play games. People that are gamers want to play games. And Stadia is just another way to go play those games. So do you think they made the wrong call? Well, yeah. Yeah, by, like, by not it, showcasing. Yeah, it should be everywhere. That like everywhere and all, all all places um would be would be the the right thing to do. Uh Alex sent uh, sent in a tweet. They said, "Do you think it would have been better if Google waited until the end of 2020 end of 2020 until next Christmas?" Okay. Uh do you think it would have been better if Google ha- had waited until the end of 2020 to launch Stadia? On one hand, they would have had all the features ready from the start, more games at launch, and possibly a first-day party exclusive, but they wouldn't be the first streaming console to market. Well, first off, I want to say this. All all the features are ready, just the developers have not implemented them. So that stuff like state share and crowd play and whatever the thing is where it's multiple screens and stuff, all that stuff is ready it's just the, the developers haven't implemented that. So that's yeah. that's part of the argument that I say I don't I don't really jump in with. Um waiting until 2020 to launch. Okay, you, there's two ways that you can look at it. You can look at it and say they wouldn't be the first console to launch. Being the first console to launch is not always a good thing. Uh we could look at I believe was the Dreamcast Lloyd was the Dreamcast the first console to launch? In its generation, I feel like it was. Uh, I think it was. It was kind of like a mid-generation kind of thing. Um, so it was before. It was before the what PS three, two, the gen- two PS two. So it was before that, or was it after that? I'm so. It was 1999, right? That's when it launched. Yes, it was 1999. 99.99, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, Dreamcast. All right, he's going to Google it. My my point is is that there have been times in the past where a, a console is the first to launch, and it's not the best thing yeah. for it to do, and so it falls apart. And uh, you know, it, the the best example it, it, was I right about it, Lloyd? Yeah. So it nine nine ninety nine, uh, and the PS two was March fourth two thousand. So it okay. was I don't know six months early or or whatever. Right. So the, so Dreamcast or Sega gets up on stage and they say, you know, oh, here's all the stuff and you can go to stores and get it now. Uh, and first off, that surprised the hell out of everyone because they were like, we didn't know that they were going to do that. And secondly, that meant that there were a lot of stores who were expecting to get 
Um, I think that was the Saturn that did that. Was it, that was at, uh, it was at E3, I think. There was an E3 presentation, and they didn't tell anybody that this was happening. Right, right, um, right. So everybody was freaked out. Uh, well, okay. Look, it's hard to remember all the stuff. Like I said, three times this episode, mem- goldfish memory. So I can't remember everything <laughs> off the top of my head. My point is, being first to launch isn't always going to be a good thing. So sure, should Stadia have waited? I don't think so. I think that... When I sit down and play a game, it works. That's the that's the thing that they have to remember is it works. Do they have a first party exclusive right now? No, but they will. Um, do they yep. have like oodles and oodles of games? No, but that wouldn't have happened no matter when they launched because it's untested. Now that it's mm-hmm. been tested and we know that it works, developers are going to be on board pretty quick. Lloyd, do you have anything to add? Yeah, like they, they did the thing. They said, we're going to make a streaming, a way to stream games online. They did it. Um, all Everything else that comes after it is all going to be gravy. They're going to add new features. They're going to add new functionality. They're going to add ways to play with friends. They're going to add, um, they've already added in all the features like share play and, 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 and streaming stuff and, and all that, that functionality is there. It just hasn't been used by any game developers. So that's going to come. So waiting another year isn't, isn't going to help that because that's already done. It's just developers have to catch up and game development takes a long time we've said it i've said it on the show many times like some of the developers got their stuff months before stadia launched um a game sometimes will take three years uh to get out there um the playstation playstation 4 and playstation 5 developers have over a year to make their games um a lot of developers on stadia uh don't so that stuff will come and like we said i know people say well google never said it was a beta but I've, I've liked to call call it a paid beta because we're we're getting in, we're we're on the ground floor, we're ma- we're helping to direct Stadia where it needs to go by giving our feedback, and then once it's available for free, it will be um it'll be available for everybody, and all the stuff will be there, and everyone will be happy, and there'll be less things for people to complain about. Excellent, and I agree with you. Um, let's see, we got a super chat that came in uh, a moment ago. Uh, from Ahmed M, they sent in a super chat and they said, I have really enjoyed the accessibility features. Um, I I don't use the accessibility features, so I'm curious, what exactly are the accessibility features that they are referring to? Do you know, Lloyd? Because it's not really a thing that I use. No, I, I mean, it could be something as simple as the ability to bring your own controller. So if you have one of those adaptive controllers mm. or something that makes playing games easier, you can play all the games essentially with with that because it's it's controller agnostic it's 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 input device agnostic when you play on stadia the only um accessibility feature that we've used in my house is uh colorblind mode for my son who is colorblind so uh, so there's that uh but hey thank you very much for the support ahmed uh last one that we'll jump in with is we've got one more tweet well there's a bunch of tweets that came up we we can't get to them all because we're already coming close to an hour uh here we go i'm so very not merry oh come on man be merry uh (laughs) when do you think the unreleased games that have been announced will be released and why do you think that we are seeing confirmed games for stadia without stadia in the trailer well we kind of handled the second half of your question uh at i'm so i'm also alex but the first half when do we think the unreleased games that have been announced will be will release so i'm anticipating that we will get borderlands 3 this week 
there's a couple reasons for that. The first, the first reason is like IGN is like directly like they're, um, I can't, I can never think of the, the three letter letter term where it's like content management, something CMS, CMS. Thank you. Yeah. Their CMS is directly linked with a lot of developers stuff and publishers stuff. And they recently posted that it's coming on Thursday. Now, the well, okay. The reason I think that a lot of people are saying Thursday is because that is when I guess the first bit of DLC for Borderlands 3 is coming. And so people are assuming that that's going to be the day that it launches as well. I know right now there's a lot of people who are mad at Google for not telling them when games are coming out, but Google has said, and of course everybody ignores this part, but Google has said, we don't make those announcements, the publishers mm-hmm. do. So we have to wait for them to decide to announce their games. When do you think we're getting some of these? I mean, obviously the ones that they said that are coming out in 2019, they have two weeks to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think there's going to be um, just a, a, a flood of games over the next week or so to, to make that timeline, or we're going to get a notice of delays. Uh, but like you said, I mean, it's not it's not really Google's uh, responsibility to make these announcements because they're just the platform. Um, the the rights holders and the the stakeholders that are making the games are the ones that have to go and 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 make these um, make these announcements. So we have we've received very few announcements uh, from anybody other than Google. So maybe that's why people are assuming that Google will start making all these announcements. But yeah, it really is the 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 end developers will have to make um, the announcements about when their games are coming, what the prices are going to be, and all that because Google isn't going to handle any of that junk. Um, I, I really do hope that Borderlands is out next week. That would be fantastic. Um, I'd love to see all the games that have been announced come out before the new year, but it, it's likely that we're going to get some delays because that's, that's a lot of content to release all in like two weeks. I, I agree. I agree. Um, especially when you've got Christmas in there, they're like people have to be working, they they have to have people at their job in order to deal with problems that will come up when new things are released. And that that's true for Stadia. That's true for Xbox and PlayStation and everything. So having a bunch of people at work on Christmas, I just don't see them doing that. That being said, I've been wrong many, many times before. I mean, I'm sure that somebody will write down all the times that I've been wrong about something. Uh, Ahmed M did respond with another super chat. Thank you very much. They said accessibility equals screen reader support. I don't really know what that is. I know that it's read off UI and text and things like that. Okay. I'm curious how that works in stadia myself. Like how do you get it to do it? It's so, it's so interesting to me how, how they can find ways around, limitations that people are running into and uh make it so that games are playable by everyone i think that's that that's huge but thank you very much ahmed for the support and uh art bike committee in the chat room says um so there's so many games to announce so they can have a game for every second of the 10 second new year's eve countdown there you go that would be great (laughs) that would be funny all right listen everybody we're out of here follow the show on twitter at stadiacast follow me on twitter at run jump stomp and follow lloyd at dasme we've been giving out buddy passes so hey tell your friends who don't have stadia yet to follow us so that they can be the first 
to uh, to claim a a, a a a buddy pass when we post them. Be sure to use the hashtag StadiaCast so we can find your tweets as well. And of course, join us on Discord, uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord or lloydsisrezd.tv slash Discord. And uh, listen to this music right now, zirconstudios.bandcamp.com. This is Subterranean Kamikaze. Lloyd, you're awesome, man. You too, Bill. Have a great week, everybody. 